Welcome to Same Here. We're best friends, Liz and Kayla, and we use this time to have fruitful conversations that don't always have the opportunity to occur in daily life. In relating to one another, we learn how to move through the world with clarity, communicate more clearly, and live authentically. Most importantly, we are reminded of who and whose we are. We'll be here weekly, so grab a cup of coffee, get cozy, and join us. Maybe you'll even find yourself saying, same here. Here we are. How is everything going? It's so good. I'm so glad just to be here with you. This is our first episode that we're recording, so I'm so pumped. I know. Same here. (laughs) That was not planned. It was not. I'm not cringing at all. It's great. So yeah, how are you doing? I'm doing so well. I think we've just... It's so exciting to have this all come together. We have been planning and planning and planning. (laughs) And so to have this first recording date right here with us is so fun. It is. Totally agree. So what's the topic that we're going to be talking about, Liz? Today, we're going to be talking about navigating friendships. Yes. So friendship can be easy when you're navigating the same seasons together. Like maybe when you're going to the same high school or attending the same church or getting married around the same time, friendship is easy to navigate because you're just living through those seasons together. Mm -hmm. Um, But the true test of friendship, and at least what we found, is how that looks when the seasons diverge. When you choose to intentionally pursue friendship over the course of seasons or when potentially the season of friendship may need to end. Yeah. In our experience, the key to friendship is this intentionality. Yeah. The choice you make to stick it out with your person when the seasons are vastly different. Mm -hmm. And we've gone through vastly different seasons and we've been in the same seasons together. And so we've seen that our friendship has only lasted 13 years because we've been really intentional in making sure it lasts. And So maybe today you're the friend currently living in the highlight reel season, or maybe you're the friend watching it. Mm. So how do we forge a path where friendship can continue in the midst of completely different seasons? We don't have all the answers, but we've been there and we do have some tips. Yeah, and I just want to throw in a clarification before we start. This is not an episode for friendships that have turned toxic. Mm -mm. This is an episode meant for friends who have good intentions, who love each other, who want the best for each other, but maybe struggling to figure out exactly how to navigate being in different seasons. Uh, We will talk about toxic friendships, but Mm -hmm. if your friend is not supporting you and does not want the best for you in this season, those are red flags. And you can wait about, you know, <clears throat> five to 10 more episodes <laughs> and we will address yeah. toxic and manipulative relationships. So we'll just jump right into some tips that uh, we discussed and thought were really um, pertinent for navigating these different seasons. So first of all, acknowledge you're in a different season. Um, I think that was one of the best things that we did when we started navigating different seasons, Um was just acknowledging out loud to one another that we were in different seasons. Mm -hmm. Um, Because what's kept hidden or in the dark always seems so much bigger than it actually is. And the conversation um, that I remember that really sticks out to me as when we our our paths were kind of diverging was when I had had a talk with my husband and we decided that we were going to start trying to conceive. Um, And so we 
knew that we were going to start probably in the next month. So I talked with Liz, we went to an event together. Um, and I knew that I was going to have to acknowledge that we were possibly looking at a different season here soon, possibly mm-hmm. looking at a divergence of path. And so I was really nervous to acknowledge what felt so big and so mm-hmm. huge, but she met me with so much excitement and so much acceptance um, while also acknowledging that it would possibly quickly put us in different seasons. Um, because I would have a kid or be pregnant and she was married still. We were in a similar season of being married, but, mm-hmm. um, but was working and married and I was going to be no longer working and possibly with a kid within the next year. Um, that actually is what happened. Um, so I think that this acknowledgement is a process. It takes time, um, almost like sanctification. Uh, it's a daily acknowledgement rather than like, a one-time acceptance, um, similar to a lot of things, actually a lot of like, uh, things in spiritual life. It's not about, um, the, this one-time thing, um, like forgiveness. It's not just a one-time choice. Like like you said, with sanctification, it's not just a one-time choice. Um, it's a multiple times, sometimes multiple times a day or a minute or an hour. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's a decision over and over and over, um, to acknowledge that it may be tough, Uh, but it's a process. So also tip number two, when one friend is in their desired season and one is not, um, from the friend, I guess, in their desired season, um, be sensitive, but also be honest about a season of joy to the friend who might be in the midst of a messy one or one that's not desired. Um, I think that, um, the sensitivity part, like sometimes we can err on one side over the other. Um, and I think that if you're too sensitive, you start edging your friend out. Um, but also if you're too honest, that's putting too much on your friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the biggest example of sensitivity in uh, from a friendship where one is just in a really great, wonderful, beautiful, desired season. And one is kind of maybe in the thick of it and the hurt in the midst of the hardship. My example would just be that um, my husband and I have experienced a season of infertility for about two years. And while Kayla has um, gone through her beautiful season of pregnancy and having a, a newborn and then now a toddler. Mm-hmm. She has been so sensitive to my infertility journey while also being open and sharing about her pregnancy. And I think at one point we did talk about how mm-hmm. there is a danger of being overly sensitive yeah. to the point of then, like you said, edging your friend out. Mm-hmm. And I'd love for you to speak on that because this season of infertility versus motherhood has been probably the biggest way yeah. that our friendship has diverged in terms of seasons. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, I think you're totally right that this was, um, we were kind of forced into acknowledgement a little bit. Yes. Neither one of us was willing <laughs> to give up this friendship easily. Like we yes. were not going to go down without a fight, um, which is great, but it also forced us a little bit to like, she's always, Liz has always been the person that I've leaned on the most. And so that was what kind of forced my hand into the sensitivity. It wasn't a necessarily a conscious, like I'm going to acknowledge this and I'm, I'm going to be sensitive, but I'm going to be honest. It was very <laughs> much a, well, you're my best friend, so We're gonna I don't do know this. who else I'm going to lean on, you know? <laughs> yes. Um, And I, I think that 
you know, it, for me, it was, I knew, I know your heart. Um, and I knew for a fact that you were going to be joyful with me. Um, but also small, like sneak peek into another topic we're going to do. You've talked so much to me about, um, emotions not being mutually exclusive. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is when we really started talking about it a lot, Um, you know, that you could be both incredibly excited and happy for me while also grieving at the same time. And and that that was okay. And I could also, you know, to tag along with that, I could also be incredibly excited and joyous and also grieving with you for, for where, for you grieving. And so I think that that's part of it is just, um, being honest that like your own emotions and your own season does not negate the one that your friend is in and, and vice versa. So I didn't have to dampen my season of joy just to make sure that you like, because you're such a good friend, I knew that that wasn't going to, what wasn't going to be what you wanted me to do. Yes. Um, So. So good. Yeah. And, and just really tagging along with that is maybe the acknowledgement that one friendship won't meet every single need Mm. or every single season. But that doesn't mean that the friendship can't thrive when in different seasons. So, you know, Kayla had others to to Mm -hmm. lean on in her time of pregnancy where maybe I couldn't relate. And that is perfectly okay. And I, in turn, met an amazing group of uh, single friends, friends Mm -hmm. who don't have kids yet, friends who don't want to have kids yet. And that was great for me. It helped me grow and see another perspective and not feel left out, you know, in a season that Kayla was experiencing that has been painful for me to process. Um, And that's good too. But wherever possible, I would say the biggest encouragement when you're in two completely different seasons, particularly when one is desired and one is not in a friendship would be to ask questions and be open. Mm -hmm. And this can be really challenging. I think we live in a world where we don't want to really confront those big gaping things that are so different between us. It's just difficult. Mm. But I would say the best question you can ask are alternatives to how are you? And I will go into this. So (laughs) um, instead of just asking how are you, which can be kind of general and impersonal, I would say something specific. How are you feeling today? What have you been thinking about? Are you reading any good books? Has there been something that's just been on your heart in the last week? You know, those can really have such a big impact when you're asking someone something specific and really wanting to know their heart, especially when the friend who's in maybe a season that they didn't hope for or mm-hmm. want is having a hard time. I think that's the most important thing is to maybe be intentional with your question asking and vice versa. Even the mm-hmm. friendship who's having, you know, a, maybe the friend who's in a, the midst of a season that's difficult, ask questions because it can be easy to maybe wallow in the difficult. Well, and I think you were really good about that when, especially when I was pregnant, like we, mm. we would have coffee dates every week. Um, for those of you who don't know, that's kind of where this podcast was born a little bit was out of our weekly coffee dates. And, yeah. um, it, and it looks a little different now. It's not always weekly now. Um, but I think that 
that was something that was so good for us during that time was um, you, Liz, were really good about intentionally asking me, how are you feeling? Like, how has this week been for you? Even, even like, you know, how are the pregnancy pains? How, mm-hmm. like, how has it been difficult for you at school? I was a teacher. So how has it been for you at school while you were pregnant? And so I think that that got me to be open again, kind of forced my hand a little bit to be open. I don't think that this was a lesson that we like walked into intentionally. It just mm-hmm. happened. We were kind of forced into it. And so now we understand the importance of it. Um, but it was a good forcing. <laughs> yes, it definitely was. So I think another thing, uh, another good question to ask would be, and you've done this with me, is the what else, like yes. asking, especially for somebody who is having a hard time, maybe um, asking what else, okay, you're doing, you're, you're feeling this way. And what else? Mm-hmm. And what else? And what else? Until you kind of get to the root. And it can be in obviously in, in different, you know, terms. I don't think you've, you've always asked me like, and what else? But you've always asked me to lean more into the space that may feel mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Um, and you've even done it for me on, on like the, the happy side of things, if you will. Like, and what else? Like, tell me more. Tell me more. Elaborate more on that. Like, mm-hmm. you're really good about pushing for more of that because, and maybe it's just because you know me that like, I, unless I'm like really like, <laughs> really being very much told that you like, I want to be heard, I will just tell you the littlest bit and then be done with it. So I think that you know me really well as far as that goes. But I think that's a beautiful thing um, to do with any friend. Um, And so another small tip um, would be to seek community. And you kind of touched on this a little bit before, Liz, but Mm -hmm. um, seek community. Don't leave all your eggs in like one friendship basket. Um, It's really important to surround yourself with others who are in a similar season as you but it's also important not to edge out the important friendships with those who aren't. And like Liz said, like we, I mean, we fought for our friendship during this divergence of paths, but I also did lean on, uh, there's another specific friend I'm really close to you now as well. And we got really close because our pregnancies were within weeks of one another. Um, Mm -hmm. so that was really important for me, um, to know that while I still needed and wanted to lean on Liz, I also had somebody who understood, um, the similar season that I was in and that helped so much. And it also, um, gave me a beautiful friend. And so you don't have to just have like one person, like, like, you, yes. you know, you don't have to put all of your eggs in one friendship basket. Um, while Liz is uh, my beautiful best friend, like I also have wonderful other, other friends who have gone through different seasons with me. Um, and I can keep them as well. Like it doesn't, you don't always have to just have one friend yes. um, to get you through all the seasons. Sometimes when you put that much pressure on one friendship, uh, it, it, can break and fracture and crack. And um, that's hard to put so much pressure on one person. Um, Same goes for marriage, by the way. Just want to throw that out there. (laughs) Like to put so much pressure, this is obviously another episode, but to put the pressure of basically being everything on your husband is difficult. Like Mm -hmm. he can't be Jesus to you. Yeah. So amen to that. Yeah. I think it's just an element of growing up, isn't it? I mean, when you're in middle school and high school, you're like, this girlfriend is my person. Mm -hmm. Like she is my human, you know, Mm -hmm. and we don't function outside of each other. And that is just not the reality of adulthood. It's just not how it goes. Mm -hmm. But one thing that you can do, um, 
just to reiterate on maybe a practical side, Mm. uh, when you're going through different seasons together is to find a realistic way to create routine in the friendship. This is what Kayla and I have done over time. And it has really, Mm -hmm. it's the only thing. It's the sole reason that our friendship is intentionality. It's that. Yeah. Yeah. So we decided at one point I was, I've, you know, I'm working full, full time. Kayla was working at the time and then she became pregnant shortly after that. And we decided life is just too crazy for us to just plan a next time. Mm -hmm. What we need to plan is just a routine. And so every Tuesday night, I took myself over to Kayla's house, sat down for coffee, and we just chatted for about an hour and a half, two Mm -hmm. hours, if we were feeling a little Sometimes three. Crazy, (laughs) sometimes three. Um, But that routine really helped us in our friendship just continue to grow and flourish and communicate clearly because otherwise it could have been a month between seeing each other Mm -hmm. easily. Because well, of and I course remember, we're busy. <laughs> like the, I remember the time when we decided that I was driving home from work, and you called me, and it had been like I don't even know how many weeks it had been since we talked. Like mm-hmm. it had been a long time, mm-hmm. and we said that we're like, gosh, it's been forever. But it snuck up on us at the same time that it had been forever, and then all of a sudden you were realizing like, oh my gosh, I haven't spoken to Kayla in like three weeks, and so. Yep. Then you called me and we realized this is not working. Like if we do not have something stable, that's just how adult life works. Like yes. because we're in such routine for the rest of our adult life, our friendships cannot just like, I guess they can take the back burner. But if we want to be intentional about the friendship, yeah. then we have to schedule time. Um, and I also think for me, it was really important um, because my love language is quality time. Um, yes. And you knew that. And so for me, it was really important to have like very specific time with you and for you to like go out of your way to come over to my house like that just that made our friendship flourish and I think it was just really really beautiful yeah and on that I mean get to know your friend's love language and use Mm -hmm. it so both of ours are uh, our top love languages Mm -hmm. is, is quality time and so that's why that became our our routine of every Tuesday night if that's not realistic Maybe it's uh, once a week you FaceTime. Yeah. Or even it's once a month. Yeah. But something in the calendar. I mean, just think about everything you schedule in life. You have your doctor's appointments. You mm-hmm. have your work. You have your meetings. Why wouldn't you carve out yeah. the space for your friendship? Because it's, it is that important. And so if you can find something, some sort of routine, I think that's helpful. And routine, by the way, does not mean boring. It does not mean <laughs> that you talk about the same things yes. every time. It simply means that you're making space. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's then, a beautiful um, way to put it. And anything else, maybe, maybe just a quick check-in. Yeah. Maybe just checking in, um, you know, just to say, hey, thinking about you. Yeah. You're on my mind this morning. Love ya. <laughs> well, in quick check-ins too, I yeah. think going back to the love language, maybe tying them both in, I think yeah. quick check-ins can also be like, yeah, send a text, send, like give a quick phone call, something like that. But mm-hmm. even quick check-ins can also be like, I don't know, sending flowers to your best friend randomly or like, I don't know, dropping off ice cream or like if they're, you know, if their gifts is their love language, maybe getting them a little teeny tiny something, a candy bar, a this, a that, dropping it off at their house. Or like if you don't have, I I think, now let me be clear, I I do think it's really important to also have in-person FaceTime with friends. Um, Or, you know, if you're, if you have long distance FaceTime in the sense of 
actual FaceTime. <laughs> literal <laughs> or, FaceTime. Literal FaceTime, like yes. Skype or FaceTime. <laughs> I think it's important to have conversation and friendship because that's when we connect. Ah, it's back to connection. Like everything comes back to connection and intentional connection at that. For Liz and I, the quality time looked like actually carving out space for one another, but mm-hmm. um, perhaps your friend's love language is physical touch. Make sure that when you're with them, you're hugging on them. You're, I don't know, you're being sweet. You're, you're, I don't know, something. That one is also one that like you need to be together. Um, but like acts of service and gifts and um, what's the other one I'm forgetting? Acts of service, gifts, uh, quality time, someone's, words of affirmation. I was going to say that one screaming. is a beautiful, <laughs> someone's screaming. One of you was going, words of affirmation. <laughs> Thank you so much. I heard you. Um, so words of affirmation, like that's a great one. That's an, yes. like not not an easy one, but like that's a good one. Like cinema text telling them like, I love this and this and this about you and our friendship. And like, man, this about you really inspires me. I will say Liz is awesome about this with me because my next one down is words of affirmation. And so she's just really always been awesome about that. Don't wait, especially if your friend is a words of affirmation person, don't wait for a time when they really need the words to give the words. Like stockpile, be put in like, put in words in the bank, you know, like don't let them um, be in the depth of despair before you're speaking to them. Um, anyways, I think we went on a love language tangent there, but I just really wanted to give like <laughs> yes. some practical like ideas because I do know that it can sometimes seem a little vague. Um, knowing the love, like, yeah, okay, cool. I can know my friend's love language, but like, how does that actually apply? So, yes, um, so good. I, I think that's a great one. And also, if you want even more practical tips, go Google like love language ideas. They're all over the place. Yes. It's awesome. It's awesome. So good. Um, so yeah, I agree. Back to the you know, quick check-ins. That's a good quick check-in for mm-hmm. all of those different love languages. It doesn't just mean like touch base with them, but also do touch base with them. <laughs> also, I think there are times when um, the closeness of a relationship was actually only meant for a season. Um, now, that doesn't mean that the friendship has to end, um, but we do have the right to choose with whom we share our energy. And sometimes, despite our best efforts, the efforts that we employ aren't received or reciprocated. Um, and I don't think it's healthy to continue the friendship in the way that we have been if that's the case. Um, when a friendship is feeling really forced, perhaps it's time to change that friendship. Uh, I think that they can change um, because elements can change due to specific seasons. Um, I'm really grateful that ours has not ended, but I would say it has changed drastically over yeah. the seasons. Yeah. Um, and I, I will say like, it's changed for the better. Like we have, but again, it comes back to the intentionality piece. Like it's because we've been intentional about it. I don't think, I think that's kind of maybe where friendships fall apart when seasons diverge is in the season prior, it was a similar season. And so they were going through similar things. It was really easy to connect because you're going through similar seasons. That's just kind of how we work. Um, then the seasons diverge and all of a sudden they think that, oh, well, it, it's just not working anymore. It's not mm-hmm. that it's not working anymore, but things have changed. However, there are times when a relationship maybe isn't as close anymore yeah. and that's okay. Yes. Like it's not is. necessarily meant to continue in the same way that it has been for always. Yes. And I think that leads into just maybe the concept that I think is really tough. And it's 
to hold your friendships loosely. Ooh, yes. Woo! So when we talk about intentionality, oh, it's kind of on the other side of that spectrum where mm-hmm. we can be intentional and also not have our friendship in a vice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you oh, know, uh, I think you can acknowledge and be grateful for a friendship that has endured a season. Mm. Kind of like what Kayla was just referencing. It's like, when your closeness of a relationship is only meant for a season, acknowledge that. That's Mm -hmm. so good. You should be grateful for that, Mm -hmm. that God allowed you and gifted you with that person for that time. And that when you're forcing the friendship to work and jamming the friendship into a space where it doesn't Mm -hmm. fit, like, this is my person. I'm not letting go of this person. I will not. (laughs) Then all of a sudden it's, it's, it's uncomfortable and you're not going to get, anywhere and you're not going to grow in that friendship when you're trying to force it into a space that it no longer belongs. So it's okay to say, I'm really grateful for this person. This isn't a fallout, but I'm really grateful for this person. And I'm grateful they were there for me in this time. And I was there for them. And now we're in different seasons that maybe don't meld together. Mm -hmm. And that's okay because the Lord provided who I needed in that season. Yeah. And that's a, that's good. That's a good thing. That means that there's growth. That means that we're not putting all of our friendship eggs in one basket. Uh, that's a good thing. So this, so what we're saying is when you're navigating friendships and walking through different seasons, there are some friendships when what is needed is intentionality. And there are some friendships when what is needed is to hold that loosely and to acknowledge the seasons you've been through mm-hmm. and allow for God to maybe lead you in another direction. And I think a key thing there is that you have, you have given effort to intentionality and it either, either isn't being reciprocated or just, there's just some reason it's not working. Like it's just being forced. And so, um, either the friend is not reciprocating or accepting that, um, or it's just feeling forced on, on both ends. And, um, that's a tough thing too, that mm-hmm. I don't think that both people in the friendship would necessarily, um, maybe pick up on the cue that it's yes. time to just let things go and go where they are supposed to. Um, so again, I think that I, I want to reiterate, it doesn't mean you have to end the friendship in some big blowout fight. Like not a, it doesn't. A, yeah. In fact, exactly. please don't. Please like, don't. Please don't do that. <laughs> please don't do that. That's we're to live peaceably with people as much as we can. And so as much as you can, um, don't don't let it in some big, huge theatrical way, if possible. Um, sometimes that's not under our control. Um, but as far as it is, um, you can just hold loosely. I think that that's the best way that it can be put. I love that you said that, Liz, that like Holding loosely is active, but it's also a little passive in a way. Mm-hmm. Like we don't have to acknowledge um, outwardly or loudly that we're holding loosely, but we are holding loosely and just letting things unfold as they're meant to. Um, and that's that's a good thing. There are, p- there are plenty of friends that I have had and been really close to um, in specific seasons. And now I still hold them so near and dear to my heart. And I always will. And I will always be there for them in a, at a moment's notice. But also we're just not as close as we were before. And that's okay. That is completely fine. And most importantly, in my opinion, particularly if you were in the friend in the undesired season or the season in which you have not wished for, but has been maybe brought upon you, such as 
infertility or Mm -hmm. the loss of someone close in your life, or, you know, you're, you're in mourning and you need someone, or you're having a really difficult time understanding your Mm self-worth or your relationship with Christ is all out of whack and you need someone to guide you or help you or just be there. Mm -hmm. Um, you are not the season that you are in. Oh, yes. And amen. I am not infertility. Mm-hmm. And I am refusing to place myself as an identity piece, you know, that that my that I'm infertility because yeah. that's my season. Or you're just... Just mom. Just mom. That's yep. it. I disagree with that. Mm-hmm. Seasons are not linear. And seasons are seasons. So by their very nature, they end. Yes. Either by, you know, by something else coming in and taking over, by you willingly making a choice, I will not always be in this season of infertility. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so it's really important to acknowledge that if your friend is going through a tough time, or if your friend is in an awesome time, mm-hmm. in a wonderful, beautiful season, they're not always going to be there. And so to not acknowledge that season or don't acknowledge that season as forever, you yeah. know? And it, it's eventually going to change and they do end. And so you can be there in that. Yeah, absolutely. I was just about to say like that. I think if a friend is, like you said, in a season of sadness or suffering, or they're just maybe just in a season that they're not crazy about, like mm-hmm. they're just bored or they're discontent in some way. Um, it doesn't even have to be like big, bad things. Maybe, maybe they're just struggling a little bit um, and they need support. It's important that they receive your support for the duration of the season. Because it's going to change. Like, yes. it can sometimes be tough when somebody has been going through maybe a long period of needing support. Sometimes it can feel feel tough. Um, but I think that it is really important to uh, stick that out if you really value that friendship. Because it will change. The season yeah. will change. And at some point, life would suggest, pattern would suggest, you will be in a season in which you need support too. And so I think that it is so important, it's so important to stick through that. Um, And as seasons change, your friendship, like I was kind of saying earlier um, with ours, it has the unique opportunity to mature. Um, And like I said, seasons change, but your friendship, if done um, with intentionality, can become a constant. Liz has been my constant for 13 years through all of the seasons, it is required intentionality uh, to pivot. I feel pivot. the same. I know. <laughs> it, it is required um, us to pivot like several times, many times. We've had to pivot. Um, it's one of my favorite words, pivot. by the way. I will pivot. <laughs> Thank you, Ross. I think it was Ross or was it Chandler? I can't remember. Um, go back and watch that Friends episode if you'd like. Um, anyways, uh, so we've had to pivot multiple times and try to figure out new ways to be intentional because by the way, as seasons change, the things that you used in the past season are not necessarily going to carry you into the next season. Like Mm -hmm. you have to figure out how your, what your friendship needs in each season. And by the way, just another practical thing, I think I just thought about this, um, back to questioning and acknowledging Ask your friend, especially if they are, actually, I won't even say especially if they're in a season of suffering. Ask your friends at any point, whatever season they're in, what do you need from me? How can I be there for you? Like, what what, what do you need? Um, and I think that that's just a really important thing to do is to be really upfront about things and not leave things hidden back to that point. Yes. Um, so 
Liz, what are some takeaways? Yeah, I would say the first takeaway in navigating a friendship and walking through different seasons together is acknowledgement. We mm. talked a lot about acknowledgement, yeah. but I would say that is the first step to creating an honest, authentic friendship that is filled with joy is acknowledging when you're in different seasons and being good with it. Mm -hmm. The second is intentionality. We talked about some practical ways that we can be intentional with friends. Love the idea of creating routine, Mm -hmm. asking intentional questions, seeking community. And the last is that you are not identified by your season. Seasons are not linear. And so by their very nature, they will end. And so when you're navigating that friendship and it feels like it's just never going to end that phase of, for, you know, the example we bring is that I'm in the infertility phase. Kayla's a a toddler mama. (laughs) But those seasons don't stay. Yeah. And even if I never have kids, that season will not be me. Yeah. Maybe I'll adopt. Maybe I will have kids. Maybe we... You know, who who even knows what will happen? But the point is that I won't find my identity in this season. And Kayla will not always be a toddler mama. Mm-hmm. And so we have to find intentionality and acknowledgement and continue on that path to friendship um, through those different seasons together. That's so good. So a last uh, little segment that we are going to um, do in every episode, um, just kind of as a little wrap up after our takeaways, is we want to ask one another, what is your one thing? Um, Liz, what do we mean by that question? So that one thing can be as simple as a food you've been loving (laughs) or a song that you've listened to or a book that you've read. Literally one thing that is just bringing you joy or aggravating you. I was going to say that. Yep. That's why we didn't ask what's something you love is because maybe, maybe it's been a tough week. Like, and maybe, I mean, not that we're going to use this as a space to, you know, complain, but we can acknowledge when something has been tough or something's been annoying. So, um, Liz, what's your one thing? Well, Kayla, this week, my one thing does bring me joy. And that is Baking chocolate chip cookies. Oh my gosh. I have made. All the price hands. I mean, it's a little shameful how many uh, <laughs> batches I have made. I don't want to really get into the numbers. Okay. But what I'm saying is. It doesn't matter that, numbers. It's fine. That, uh, it, it doesn't matter. But the point is that I've been baking a lot of chocolate chip cookies. I've got it down to a science and I'm loving it. I love it. Hashtag pandemic 15. I don't know. 20? 25? 2020. It's fine. Who's to say? It could be 2020. It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Make it even say? 20. That's uh, great. What's your one thing? Um, <laughs> This is going to sound stupid, but Walmart grocery pickup. Listen, I know stupid. that I know that this pandemic stuff has been tough on people, and I'm going to be the first one to acknowledge that. But y'all, the fact that grocery pickup is now free, I am here for it. Like, mm-hmm. it is, I have not gone to the grocery store in uh, months and I love it because fun fact about me, I hate grocery shopping. Hate it. Hate yeah. it. So it's bringing me a lot of joy that I can drive up, park in a spot, have somebody who is usually so stinking friendly and nice, load my groceries into my trunk. I can yell God bless you out the back window and drive away. It's amazing. May it continue forever and ever. Amen. May it continue. All right, Liz, I have loved this discussion. We are so grateful to you listeners and we will see you next week. We want you to know that it's such an honor for us to have you with us each week. We wouldn't be where we are or doing what we're doing without your support. 
We would be so grateful if you would subscribe and review. Your feedback means a lot to us. And don't be a stranger. You can email us at samehearepodcast at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram at samehere.podcast. We would love to get to know you. We'll see you next week.